For nearly four decades, Fred Plotkin has become intimately acquainted with Italian culture, from the kitchen to the opera house. Since 1996, he's authored Italy for the Gourmet Traveler as the ultimate way to follow your senses around Italy. Fred, thanks for joining us again. Always great to be with you. Fred, I like your sort of philosophy. Uh, Your uh, theme is you're a pleasure activist. We've talked about this before, but tell us just in a nutshell, what's this all about, pleasure activist in your travels? Pleasure activism, to me, means being very attuned to your senses. It does not mean analyzing everything, but it means fully activating your senses of sight, smell, touch, hearing, taste, so that if you're sitting focusing on, let's say, a beautiful bowl of pasta or a rich broth, don't be distracted by other things. Just breathe in that broth then savor a little bit of it or twirl the pasta in the plate and look at the beauty of it. Taste it. Sit back. Then have your next bite. There's no rush. No one's trying to rush you out of there. These things are all gifts. And in Italy, I would say it's just piacere, which is not mindless. I don't like wasteful indulgence Mm. because it is not cognizant of the fact that there are many people who have nothing Piacere. Yeah, that's. Piacere is pleasure. When we meet, it's piacere di vederti. It's a pleasure to see you. Con piacere, when you give something to someone, you say, it's my pleasure to give it to you. They really mean that. Pleasure is company, pleasure is nature, pleasure is understanding that someone loves you. That is an awareness of pleasure. And this is how Italy, which is a society that in many ways is rather rough and ready in terms of its politics and so on, mm-hmm. manages to keep equilibrium. Pichetti. So therefore, when when you go into a store in Italy and you take a number and they wait on you, it's not to rush you in and rush you out. At that moment, it's you and only you. And what else can I give you? And what else would you like? And taste this, it's good, not because they're trying to sell you something, but because they're acquainting you with something that they know will give you pleasure. It's so easy to think of Italy when you just read the newspaper and and see the chaos or experience the chaos and forget that they really are experts in living in a lot of ways, and and that's probably a reason why so many people choose to live there and and why it's such a joy to travel there. There's another concept, abinamento, Abinamento, which means it can mean marriage. It could also mean compatibility. But it's not about relationships. It's about food and wine. It's about colors. It's about textures. It's about how things go together. There's a word I'm also going to give you, dietrologia, which would translate very badly as behindology. But what it really means is what is behind something that we don't see? So, for example, an Italian would look at a building and not just see the beauty of the external part, the building, but try to understand what holds it up, its position. Why was it put so that it's in the sun or not in the sun? Why are the windows facing in such a way that you either get a lot of light or you get no light about temperature? This mentality in Italy goes all the way back to Vitruvius to ancient times, and an understanding that things, whether they're buildings or food or clothing, must have durability, they must have structure, and they must have beauty. Beauty is an important concept. Dietrologia? 
dietrologia, which really means what's behind the thing we don't see. It also is used in politics. So, for example, if Berlusconi has a smile on his face, you know there's something behind it that's not what's so good. What's going on there? So these are True. important concepts to appreciate, like piacere, the pleasure, abinamento, the matching mm-hmm. of flavors and textures and foods and wines, and dietrologia. What's, what's behind it? What's the real meaning? It's such a rich culture. It's a lifelong uh, endeavor to really appreciate it, and that's the beautiful thing. You can go back to Italy again and again and again and constantly making discoveries of uh, dietrologia. Years ago, I referred to Italy in an article as the compliant muse. In other words, (laughs) whatever inspiration we're looking for, we managed to find it in Italy. The compliant muse. Everybody who wants a muse locked upstairs, that would be a great thing. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about piacere, the pleasure of living in Italy, and we're a binamento, we're matching things. We're going to be eating our meals with an appreciation of the culture and so on. You know, there's a lot of pitfalls for Americans because we grew up eating in Italian-American restaurants, and we get over there and we find more of the uh, old-world approach to cuisine. What's your advice for people getting over the misperceptions they might have when they grow up eating, quote, Italian in the United States, and then they get a chance to go to Italy? I recently visited the Italian part of Philadelphia, and I had a really fabulous lasagna. And I cut it in half and brought half of it home. The portion I brought home I weighed, it weighed more than a pound, which meant that they gave me two pounds of lasagna (laughs) to eat. And that is the main difference, portion size. Mm. When Italian immigrants came to the United States, they were all very poor. And with the bounty that they found here... They could add a lot more meat than you would ever see in lasagna in Italy, more cheese, more everything. So we think of Italian food as heavy. We think of it as gut-busting. In fact, it's delicate. And Italians tend not to be overweight because they eat in good portions. They also eat small portions of many things throughout the meal, but one at a time. It's not like the plate, like a smorgasbord, or a blue plate special in the United States where you fill it with many things. Mm -hmm. You might just have on a plate a piece of fish and not even vegetables. You might have a side dish with one vegetable to go with the fish. They don't want to complicate the flavors. They want you to experience it in purezza, as they say, purely. That's something we don't do here. In purezza. I like that. In purezza. I'm learning Italian here. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. I'm speaking with Fred Plotkin talking about Italy for the Gourmet Traveler, and that's Fred's book. Our phone number is 877-333-7425, and Ben's on the phone in Toledo, Ohio. Ben, thanks for your call. Oh, hi. Thanks for taking it. Yeah. Um, I had a question. My wife and I are going to Verona and Bologna, um, and we're traveling with our one-year-old son, so we're not going to be able to probably go out to eat for dinner very often. So I was wondering, what are some maybe things we could look out for, like in the local markets and the small shops that we could take back? our apartment and cook to kind of get a good taste of of Verona and Bologna? The first thing I can say is lucky you. The second thing is that Italians adore babies, and your son will have carte blanche wherever he goes. And the third thing is Verona has a very nice market, the Piazza delle Erbe. Bologna, to me, has the best markets in Italy, and therefore the world. Everything is fresh every day. You order something by the etto, E-T-T-O, which is 100 grams, three and a quarter ounces. So you probably want due etti, two etti, that are almost half a pound, whether it's prosciutto 
whether it's cheese, whatever you get, and they will always cut it for you. Get ricotta fresca, which is just delicious, fresh ricotta cheese, and you can have that with jam. You can eat it straight. The quality is so high in Verona and is the highest of anywhere in Bologna. And don't hesitate to eat out. Your baby will be made very welcome. You'll, you'll be surprised. Okay, thank you. Good advice. Thanks, Ben, for the call. Fred, in your book, you've got some important things to say about things that a lot of travelers find confusing. Talk just briefly about the authentic ragu alla bolognese, fettuccine alfredo, and truffles. Well, I seldom use the word authentic, but ragu alla bolognese is the meat sauce that's much more delicate than we think. It has very little tomato. The color and the sweetness come from carrots, and it's slow-cooked in milk so that Mm -hmm. the milk softens and sweetens the carrots and the meat. It's heaven. It takes hours to make. Fettuccine Alfredo was invented in the 1950s in two restaurants in Rome. It's made of fettuccine, which are egg noodles. It has no cream. It's made with butter and with freshly grated Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese. And truffles are, if we're talking about what grow in the ground, they come from Piedmont, from Umbria, and other regions. They come in black in the summer, and in the fall, they come in sort of a white or lavender color. They are tubers, and they grow under oak trees in years when it rains a lot. So in Piedmont, they always say, if it rains a lot, we won't have good wine, but we'll have good truffles. Mm. If it doesn't rain, we'll have great wine, but not so much good truffles. And you grate them very finely, and you don't overdo it. Just a few slices is more than enough. I'm Rick Steves. We're gaining an education and an appreciation of Italian cuisine. Fred, let's just close by reviewing our vocabulary. You taught me some new words here. Can you remember the three or four words and and remind us what they mean as we close off? Well, piacere means pleasure in every sense and never to be taken for granted. Dietrologia means what is behind what we see or experience. It's the way Italians think and approach the world. And abbinamento means when something goes very well together, such as a wine and a food, to colors or to friends like you and me. Fred Plotkin, I want to travel with you someday. Thank you so much. And uh, best wishes in all your work. Fred Plotkin, author of Italy for the Gourmet Traveler. Mille grazie, Fred, and uh, buon appetito tutti. Grazie, Rico. Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. Rick Steves' Italy is America's top-selling Italian guidebook. At Rick Steves' online travel store, you'll also find guides for Rome, Venice, Florence, and Tuscany, and Rick's Italian phrasebook. To learn more about Rick's guidebooks for Italy and beyond, visit the travel store at ricksteves.com. <laughs>